Welcome to the pod bay door. Hello out there in the verse. This is the pod bay door. Please join us every Tuesday for informed discussions on new and upcoming movies, games, and tech. And if you love Las Vegas, stay tuned because as Vegas insiders, we can give you a unique perspective on its history, provide insider information, and reveal the unknown secrets of our town, Vegas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We're glad you're with us. And hey, if you get the chance, subscribe to us and give us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, check in with us on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. What is a podcast? It seems to run on some form of electricity. You must have been something before electricity, huh? Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Welcome to the Pod Bay Door. Thanks for connecting to us. Uh, you can also find us on the podbaydoor.com. Uh, also, give us a look at our new uh, enhanced blog, and that's at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com or at thepodbaydoor.com. Just click on that big WordPress W, and you can uh, uh, see all the enhanced information that we give you guys. Coming up on this episode, uh, we are going to have an interview with Chris at Faces and Aces podcast. Uh, Chris and I uh, talk about uh, the uh, being a, a consumer of Las Vegas. He is a, an oft visitor of uh, of uh, Las Vegas and has seen it uh, change over the over the last oh gosh decade, I believe. And uh, uh, we had a great interview with him. Uh, and also the secrets of slot club cards, uh, what you need to know about uh, the reality of those cards. Uh, with a nerd alert and a nerd grinders, that's a new one for Adam. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I saw something in the news that I did not please me. And, uh, of course, Area 52. Uh, those comments, we love them. Uh, connect to us. Uh, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Check out our YouTube channel. We love to get comments on any one of our formats. Uh, Eddie Chan 99 commented, great show guys, LA loves, thank you very much. I think, I'm assuming that's Los Angeles, Los not Angeles. Uh, Lu Louisiana, yeah. but either way, we well, love you guys. Just in LA, too. we yeah. love LA. Uh, what is the most unlucky thing to do in Vegas? Um, I left this one blank specifically so it would surprise us all, <laughs> or at least me. Um, uh, uh. Remotely, Sam is with us uh, by cell phone. Adam's sitting right next to me. Adam, what do hey you think? What is, what is the what is the for you? What for is me? the unluckiest thing to do? Um, like just uh, coming from like a, a ex dealer perspective, um, I was just gonna say like any type of gambling yeah. that you're not um, you're not like aware of the rules, right? Or if you go and you to go to the roulette table, that's the worst. Uh, you know, con in the world is the the the, the board, right? Right on roulette because it tried and you know, get you to, to bet the way the pattern is, but there is yes. no pattern. It's always random, right? Uh, yes. So that's the worst, uh, you know, odds in the right. house, basically. Okay. Um, as far as bad luck, you know, just don't go anywhere where you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and hopefully that'll, that'll minimize the house edge. I agree. I agree. Sam, what do you think? Don't, don't, don't approach it like a rookie. Right. Yeah. Like right. basically you gotta no. do a little bit of research before you just jump in. Like you can't just jump into roulette. You can't just jump in into all the games right away. Like you should at least know a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Right. Now, now, uh, uh, excellent uh, uh, input there. However, my uh, uh, another question is, what has been the unluckiest thing you've done? Where you realize, crap! Oh, that was you know, the wrong I just, move, I just right? jinxed myself. Well, um, now you're you're a poker player. Poker player, yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> letting an Asian woman on your table is <laughs> horrible. Yeah, horrible if you ever thing play an Asian lady <laughs> in the corner and she never plays any hands, that's right. Don't ever play a hand yeah, again. There's her. a thousand year old Asian yeah. lady on your table. You need to move on. That's very true. Um, walking into any strip club is kind of unlucky. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> you're gonna end up paying a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, see the ATM fees, you know. Oh yeah, um, right. it's all about budget and allowance. That's if you're right. going to a strip club, you give yourself an allowance, <laughs> yeah, which is hundred bucks, and leave your wallet in the car. You only right. bring in your ID, and, and, and no, that's no ATM card. A hundred bucks. Wow, <laughs> Sam, look at you with the champagne room. Yes, yeah, right. Oh no, no, that's not even close nowadays, dude. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, Sh- tell me champagne about room. Right. Ridiculous. Tell me about. But I'm just saying, like, I get you one dance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I was that friend that would help. Like help you not use your wallet. Like, just, dude, just leave it in the car. Just right. bring the cash, whatever you want to bring, but don't bring your whole wallet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you shouldn't bring your whole wallet near women anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. 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 In, in general, <laughs> at the grocery store specifically. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Now, now, uh, well, my input is this. Uh, uh, to me, I think the most unlucky thing, or, or the most inappropriately unlucky thing, and uh, ultimately becomes unlucky for both you and the other participants at any table is the is the well throwing the chip so so don't toss a chip into a craps table no. unless you unless you've been unless you've been told throw it down you right, know often, right. you know don't throw a chip on the roulette table don't ever and throw your cards at the dealer don't throw the cards at the dealer don't don't, don't splash the pot yeah that's right and, and and don't throw late on a roulette table that's that's so lame cuz you're going to get you're going to get bounced your chip's going to get bounced out of play uh, but uh, uh, basically, what I, I I just don't like anybody that sticks their big fat f- arm and face into an ongoing play. You know, don't don't don't. I've had a guy back a bet on a on a back blackjack table before. Uh, someone that was right. I someone didn't know not him. even playing. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it is no, I legal to do that. Uh, but but wow. It's Are you kidding dis- me? It's you pretty know? discretionary, I would say. At yeah. The, at that time. Yeah. So keep your big fat hands out of the uh, off the table unless you're you know you're invited onto it that's 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 the most unlucky thing i've seen mm-hmm. but uh, uh there's a lot of unlucky things i think we're, you know what that that we're gonna have to have a whole luck special yeah we'll put some Ooh, thought very that. true yeah all the superstitions yeah oh superstitions there's a million of those oh my gosh holy crap i'd had yeah we're i'd have to make some calls <laughs> i'd have to call all my friends my my, my uh, old co-workers and see They'd what they'll have good input i'm yeah, sure yeah for sure but uh, hey, Eddie Chan 99, thank you for your comment. Uh, uh, coming up next is the is the guest interview with Chris from Faces and Aces podcast. Talk about everything that there is to know about uh, being a consumer of uh, Las Vegas. And here it is. Hey, Chris. We are welcoming Chris from Faces and Aces podcast, and that's facesandaces.com, correct? FacesandacesLV.com. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Chris is from Los Angeles, and he just got here uh, via car. Uh, and uh, uh, how was the drive? The drive was pleasant. I really do enjoy that morning drive when there are no cars on the road. Yeah. You see the sun come up over the mountains. It's a beautiful drive. Wow. Now, four hours? Uh, four and well, a half hours. 315, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is the reason why I got a speeding ticket on the way here. Oh, terrible, yeah. terrible. But uh, for, uh, Chris is a frequent visitor to Las Vegas. In fact, um, uh, you are uh, extremely frequent. Uh, you, you, you and your group 
um, uh, the the Vegas sort of network of podcasts come here more often than 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 the normal individual. I think. Do you think so, or do you, are you a common visitor? I think I'm a common visitor because I live in Los Angeles and okay. it's easily accessible to me. Other right. podcasters come maybe a couple times a year. Okay. Um, but I do know a few people in LA who make a regular thing of coming once a month, once every other month. Right, right. Yeah. Now, Chris is also a podcaster uh, 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 about Vegas. Uh, he's based in Los Angeles, but he does a podcast uh, that is, uh, uh, I won't, won't say strictly, but it's, it's primarily about Las Vegas. Uh, and all That's the experiences that he has. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, hello, Chris. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. You're welcome. Um, uh, when did you first come to Las Vegas? Mm, I would say probably when I turned 21. Okay. You know, it's one of those things in California. When you're a kid, you come with your parents right. and you enjoy Circus Circus and the arcades and, and whatnot. Right. And that's the first exposure. And then I think solo trip without my parents was uh, probably 92, 93, somewhere around okay. there. Yeah. Now, was Vegas your first exposure to gambling? Mm, true good, gambling. I mean, true did you hit AC? Not like family games a, with peanuts or nothing. No, 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 no. I mean, did you hit AC? Did you hit an Indian casino? Or was, was Vegas your first experience your first quarter into a slot i think my first experience gambling may have been down in san diego at the local indian casino okay where the age limit is 18 okay or at least it was i'm not sure if it still is it is in arizona i know i'm, yeah. I'm from arizona and my mom goes frequently so yeah it's still 18 yeah yeah it's interesting yeah it's interesting now what was the first thing you played in vegas Probably a slot. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're talking over twenty years ago at this point. So I'm guessing you're old, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I understand. Chris and I are about the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're late thirties, right? Yeah, uh, it's early <laughs> early thirties. <laughs> now, when when what is your game now? When do you do you still play? Do you still gamble? Occasionally, yeah, and I love blackjack. That's my game. You do love it live. Live blackjack. Live blackjack, okay. right, right. Because we're going to talk a little bit about digital stuff later on in the show. Right. Uh, and live blackjack. So now, do you like live blackjack because of just that fact? Because there's an interaction, there's a physicality to it? Uh, do, you, do, you, uh, do you like to interact with the people? Do you not like the people? I mean, when you sit there, are you in the cone of silence? or you know? No, no, no. Actually, I enjoy uh, community gaming. Where there's everybody at the seat, seated on one side of the table is against the dealer, and we all right. play together that way. That's sure. when I enjoy blackjack the most. But it's all fun and games. You could joke with the dealer. Sometimes you get a really funny dealer, and you know, cracking jokes. You know, he's working for the tips, or she's right. working for the tips. Right. That's all part of the Vegas experience. Excellent, excellent. Now, now, do you do you, do you become frustrated with gamblers, or is it when you're here? Are you happy when you're here? And, and there's a reason I ask. Right, when you're I'm here, very happy when I'm here. You are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it gives you, uh, the, the, between the mystique that is Vegas and the gambling and the playing and the interactions, uh, it's just, a, it's a pleasant experience. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much more to Vegas than just gambling, of is, course, you know, yeah. the, which I've kind of been exploring for the past few years. I okay. think prior to, say, seven years ago, it was pretty much the place you come and gamble, catch a show, get a meal, yes. and then head back home. Yes. Now it's more so about experiences, getting a fun, you know, not getting a meal, but actually dining with people, yes. having a good experience. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, I think Vegas has changed for me quite a bit. And the reason why I say seven years ago is because I took a five-year gap. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And, and was there something that caused that? A dog. Oh. <laughs> I got a dog, and gotcha. that pretty much killed all trips. I got you. Yeah, yeah, dogs and girls. They ruin yeah. everything, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it has changed. So the reason I asked that question, I know it sounds kind of strange, is that um, uh, as, as a uh, resident of Las Vegas mm-hmm. and a person that, that uh, currently and in the past was extremely exposed to everything that are casinos, um, honestly, I would say 80, 85, upwards of 90% of the people that I see from a distance, because I keep my distance. I'm sure you've listened to my podcast. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. People aren't my favorite, Chris. You're, you're <laughs> not. I'm sure your dog is great. Um, I, from a distance, they do not seem to be enjoying themselves. They seem miserable, and especially on live gaming tables. Um, and there's the classic craps table. You know, if a person goes on a run, uh, there's a lot of fun. I mean, and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll put in with anybody, that is a lot of fun. You're making money, you're screaming, you're yelling, you're having fun. The dealers are, are interactive, but honestly, I don't see a lot of happy any you know when, and because we see it, you know, off season, you know, peak, off peak, and everything else, and and unfortunately, we see locals, you know, and and you see the 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 hundred and fifty year old woman, you know, with the oxygen tank, and uh, she's she's hasn't moved for a week. Uh, so I mean, it, it's nice to hear that you enjoy it, and, and yeah. but that's what I meant by the question: Do you enjoy it still? Are are you here? Are you happy when you're here? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the the distinction is you have some people who are here to gamble. Some are good at it. Some mm-hmm. aren't so good at it. Mm-hmm. I was just telling someone yesterday that uh, she had never been to Las Vegas, and I was saying you have to go. But know that whatever money you take with you, you're not coming back with. That's your recreational budget, whether you, if you spend it on food, gaming, shows, whatever. Right. But you have to consider gaming recreation. It's not a retirement plan in any way. Well, sure. for most of us anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I think the healthy way to approach this city is. And I think some people come to this city without that healthy attitude. So I was trying to prepare her because she was saying, oh man, I'm, I'm a lucky person. I want to win a whole bunch of money. And I told her it's probably not going to happen. You might, it could happen, sure. probably won't happen. So whatever money you do bring here or yeah. bring to Vegas, be prepared to lose it. So don't take anything more than you can spend. Yeah. And I think if you come in with that attitude, then it's a much more pleasant experience mm-hmm. as well as uh, recently took a trip with a group of people and we kind of experienced some of the more uh, refined things in the city. We had dinner at um, Charlie Palmer Steak and we went to uh, the Mandarin Oriental for drinks and these were some of the nicer things. And I, this past trip that I took, I spent more money on food and drink than I did on gambling, which is the first time that's ever happened. But, but easy. Easy oh, to spend yeah. way more on that. Easy yeah. to do. Now. But I think the millennials may be onto something. It kind of really got me thinking (laughs) with the gaming revenue going down here in the city. Mm -hmm. It got me thinking maybe they have it right. Maybe that's the way to do the city now. True. Now, now you've been a visitor long enough, even with your gap period, uh, to have seen the coming and the going. uh, And I don't think it's come back yet, to tell you the truth, of the lost leader. You know, there's no longer... The, the the classic free buffet or the you know two dollar buffet and the the giant you know table of crab legs, you know and and although shows can be comped and 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 the, you know the the everyday pedestrian comp now is Groupon, you know and so it's easy to get those and you're not going to break the bank but lost leaders are gone. I, I mean, do you miss those? Do you do you do you miss trying to achieve a, a couple of free buffet tickets? 
I do. I, they're there still was, out there. Not to say for the people listening, they're absolutely still out there. Yeah, but they're hard to find. Yeah, there isn't the the the, the pit bosses and clerks aren't throwing them out like water. So right, yeah. right. I mean, they are out there. They're hard to find. You just got to know where to go. Yeah. But I do miss those days where you could sit at a table for a few hours and then just top pull up, you know call over the pit boss and say, hey, I've been here. You know how long? You've seen my average bet. Right. Can we get a few buffets? And they'd say, sure. Let me call it in. They go over to the phone, mm-hmm. come back with the coupons, and then mm-hmm. you and your friends go to the buffet. There was something fun yeah. about that. There was something Vegasy yes. about that, whereas yeah, now it's more corporatized. Okay, no, absolutely. I mean, Steve, when uh, he's sort of the 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 figurehead that that is uh, thought of as the person that brought the corporate environment in, um, and uh, for better or for worse, it stayed and it's going to stay. Uh, you know, because they the casinos need that backing and they need the diversification of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so absolutely. Now, do you think Las Vegas still offers value in any area? Value in value any as far area. As, as far as a vacation. Uh, used to be, ah, let's take a quick, you know, cheap trip to Vegas. That's not the case anymore. No. Or the no. Re- or you have to research it to death and then, you know, pinch your pennies. Right. So is the value there in any area? Um, I don't know if the value is here anymore. I mean, you have to be a select type of player to get that value. The average person who's coming in, hey, let's go to Vegas for a weekend and this is the first time they've gone in five years. I think they may be surprised at how the city has changed. Yeah. I, the value is there, but again, you have, you have to hunt for it. For example, you could go to, say, uh, Ellis Island there's some value there, but yeah. you got to know where to go. And then also when you're getting that value, there's a trade-off. Right. Ellis Island, not uh, karaoke. Did you do karaoke? I didn't you do did not. karaoke. Are you a karaoke no. guy? I am so not karaoke. No, neither I, am I. <laughs> I tried fine. once and uh, yeah. I was getting off the stage. Someone told me, man, you couldn't carry a note in a bucket. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ellis Island, uh, for all of our listeners, Ellis Island, uh, classic place uh, that still has the graveyard menu. Still has the. It, it is the place to go for karaoke. When I was a concierge, uh, and still I still recommend that. Uh, they, I believe, they have uh, almost finished uh, their their expansion. They they expanded uh, uh, one of the rare expansions. They went forward. Yeah. They didn't go backward because they didn't have the square footage. They went right. forward towards the road. Uh, but Ellis Island, fantastic, and uh, they can get a steak the size of your head. You know, on graveyard for about you know a couple bucks. So yeah, not bad. Now, now, do you think you represent the, the, the you already impressed me the number of times you, can't, you come here, mm. but do you think you represent the majority of, of casual Las Vegas visitor? Casual Las Vegas, Las Vegas visitor, probably not. And what I mean, you're not a conventioneer, right. you're, you're not an entertainment guy, you're not right. coming for that, right. uh, you just come to have fun. Well, I think there's a certain group of Las Vegas nerds who are obsessed. The people who listen to our podcasts, the one who want to keep up with whatever is happening in the city while they're not there. They they got that FOMO thing going on. Um, I don't know if that would be the casual Las Vegas visitor considering how many millions of people come here every year. I think we're a small, select, passionate group of people. I think the casual visitor might be the weekend from California people or the you know, let's save up pennies in a jar and let's come out here from Montana type people. I think those are the casual visitors. Um, So no, I wouldn't classify myself as that. So would you, now furthering that, would you consider yourself a more discerning visitor than those possibly from the Midwest? I mean, are you, are you, uh, are your demands from Las Vegas as an entertainment venue uh, 
stricter? Um, I would say they pro- they're probably more lax because of my personality, because okay. of knowing what the city is and what it needs to do to survive and maintain. Mm-hmm. I think I probably let a lot more slide than other people who would take advantage of certain missteps that a hotel or a casino might make. Right. You know, I think we're in a culture where, say, they got shorted on a bet and therefore they need it needs to not only be rectified, but they need to be compensated. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's how a lot of people approach these or, or, or at a hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, something happened and I demand such and such. I'm not that type of person typically. Mm-hmm. I typically will be will say, eh, that's the way it is and unless it's egregious. Sure. You know, sure. but now, now Las Vegas has always been known uh, as, I mean, it's a copy of everything. We have mm-hmm. a small Eiffel Tower. We have a small New York City. Yeah. We have a small everything. Now, now, after coming these, men, these many years, how, because what I'm doing, what I do as a, as a commercial photographer, and what I'm doing today, actually, at the mm-hmm. Cosmo, um, I, I photograph and film decor, facades, architecture, and things of that nature for marketing purposes. Does that still affect you, or is it, or are you blind to that? I mean, do you see Caesar's fountains anymore? Do you do you see the new restaurant facades, or is it just the name, like Carnavino? I mean, do you see everything that's going on, or are you are you just oblivious to it now? Well, you can't see the below, the uh, Caesar's fountains anymore because of the Samsung pop up yeah, store. Um, it's funny. I did have this conversation with uh, Tom recently. Mm-hmm. He was on the trip that I went on, okay. and I blew his mind because he said that what if they took away the Bellagio fountains? And I said, I probably wouldn't care. Yeah, the reason a lot of square footage. It is a lot of square footage. Yeah. And the reason why I wouldn't care is because I spend most of my time indoor anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people love the theming of the strip. I know a lot of people love, you know, they say, oh, I miss the pirate show so much and all those things make Vegas for them. Mm-hmm. Personally, what makes Vegas for me is uh, it, over the last few years, it's become the people who work and live here. Okay. For me, that's Vegas. Oh, okay. So it's, it's an odd answer, yeah. I realize. it's yeah. not Most people won't go with that, but yeah, that's how I feel about no, it. No, it's a very unique answer. I mean, it's certainly not the answer I would give. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, now, I'm going to use this horrible phrase, but are you a people person? I mean, are, do, you, do you like people? Yes do you, and no. Do you, here's an example. Yeah. One of the guys that works for me, his name is Van. Mm-hmm. He and I have this talk, and he actually shoots uh, weddings for my company. Uh, and uh, he he loves it. He and 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 he said, "I love the uniqueness that is people." And see, that's where I don't love it, you know, because most people now want to tell me how special they are. It's like I'm Chris, and I'm special because, you know, I'm I'm th- I'm a victim of this, or I've this, or you know, I, I do this. And instead of just being a person, they want to mm-hmm. tell me why they're they're why I need to think they're special. And that and see, that's what I feel is unique. They're weird for weird's sake. Okay, all right. Now, what do you think? Um, about Las Vegas people now, LA has a whole different world. Well, I mean, learning about Las Vegas people has been interesting. I came in very naive, I think, in my approach a few years ago. And I learned that um, it's, it's uh, while the people here have big hearts, they also um, are, a lot of the people are, are scheming and not, not in, in the bad way. Some mm-hmm. of them are working a hustle, but also some of them are working a hustle against the many people who visit the city. Right. Um, there are a lot of scams going on in the city, Absolutely. a lot of sob stories that you don't necessarily have to play to. Yeah. Um, am I a people person? I, I, I'm hot and cold on that. Right. You know, when, when you find the cool person that you like, that you like hanging out with, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be your best friend. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people out there who I think, well, 
I, I don't know if we could swear on this show. So Absolutely. Oh, I got the big E on, on iTunes. You go for it. Man. <laughs> Plenty of assholes out there sure. that I'll steer clear of. Uh-huh. Um, but I'll usually lead with, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And then if you reveal yourself to be an asshole, I'm out. Yeah. Fair enough. What's, uh, what's after all these years again, what's gone that you wish was back? Star Trek The Experience. Really? <laughs> really? Really? I, I have to say my experience is only one visit to there. I, I did not go there very often. Star Trek wasn't my thing. I mean, yeah. I watched it with my father, the, the original series with old Bill Shatner. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah. Great answer. I had that right off the bat because that's the one thing I wish I could still go to today. Wow. Of all the things, you know, I enjoyed the Riviera, uh-huh. Riviera. Sure. I, I miss um, Imperial Palace. Uh-huh. But Star Trek The Experience, I would do every other trip if I could, if it were still around. Do you like the other, uh, I'll say, nerd-based thematic parts of casinos, you know, like the Marvel experience and and all that? Do you like those or that was just, that's your nostalgic love? I think it depends on the attraction because I am curious about it, uh, the Marvel experience, and I'm sure I'll do it at some point, Mm -hmm. but I'm not drawn to it, even though I'm a Mm -hmm. big fan of the Marvel movies. But the Star Trek experience was kind of this weird little geek corner cut out of Vegas where it was kind of like Fantasyland at Disneyland where people dressed up in costume and actually believed they were living under Federation rule there in that small little bubble of Vegas. And I thought that was such a cool little thing, yeah. especially in this city that's supposed to be cool and yeah. slick. And yeah. then you got this little nerd group over there sure. hanging out. So, Marvel experience is, again one time, one time. I, you know, I and uh, if I go one more than one time. Um, uh, if I say I don't like it, I'm lying to you because obviously I went more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. It's very. It's very. F- it's a facade. It's very visual. Uh, the interactivity is minimal. Um, and it's just as with anything else, anything else in Las Vegas, it's just one more bell, whistle, light, neon tube that that distracts you to make you stay a little bit longer for that one extra quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's okay. I would go though. I, it's fun. But that, what a great answer. I, I I even forgot that was here. Oh man. Now here's a tougher question. Yeah. Maybe not. That wasn't tough at all. What needs to go? What what's what's uh, overstate? Who? It's the bad uncle. It's overstayed. It's welcome. I think the porn slappers. <laughs> I think if I had to boot oh, something dear, from Vegas, if I had to boot something from Vegas, it'd be the porn slappers. Yeah. Not for the reason that you're thinking. Yeah. Porn is great. Yeah. But what I'm not down with is how they take up physical body space on the sidewalk when yeah. you're trying to roll with your crew of 20. True. <laughs> and, you know, these guys and gals are just standing there kind of off to the side, but yeah. kind of not, yeah. and, you know, waving hands at you and right. stuff like that. Now, if you didn't know, the, the, the porn slappers, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're people that have um, uh, girls, if you want a date in town, uh, they're slapping these little cards at you, and they hand it to you, and they're very aggressive. But if you didn't know, uh, there's actually a marketing company, a very a, a professional, well-accompanied uh, uh, marketing company that runs those. Mm. And they were embroiled in about oh, about six years ago in a huge lawsuit regarding kind of what you were talking about, where they can stand. Didn't used to be, now they can stand in a place basically uh, about as wide as this table. Mm-hmm. you know, And they have to be off casino property. Used yeah. to be they were on casino property and they would leak into you know the doors, the big glass doors that you know lead into most of our casinos, uh, and they 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 lost that miserably and it wasn't even close. I mean the yeah. casino owners you know came out in force, 
And uh, the bosses said, yeah, get them out of here. Yeah. But there they were. They're, they're out there with Big Bird. And yeah, we got porn in Big Bird. It's great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move to something that, that, that uh, for some strange reason, that my panel here at the, at the Pod Bay Door avoids. Uh, and uh, uh, Adam, uh, my co-host for most of the shows, um, he is a proponent of the new marijuana movement here. Mm-hmm. Um, however... Uh, and you and I have discussed that. However, Adam will not engage me in a conversation regarding this. <laughs> now, I don't know why, and I'm, I never ask why, but, but, but you, you have. Mm-hmm. You have experienced it. You've come to Las Vegas. Specifically for that. Specifically for yeah. that. And am I, am I correct in saying that it was your first experience? It was, yeah. It, the it first time I ever tried weed. Uh, did, tell the audience a little bit about that. Briefly. You came here, and then what happened? I uh, went out to a dispensary and uh, met with someone who gave me some great advice on specifically what type of uh, strain I should get, and mm-hmm. I tried it. And uh, I guess this happens to first-timers trying weed, or not all first-timers, but some, no effect. And so it was a little bit of a little anticlimactic, the and, experience. And, and what, what method of, of uh, intake did you use? Oh, I used a vape pen. Vape pen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was specifically this said vape pen because the effects would last roughly half hour to two hours on the outside okay. as opposed to say an edible, which could last for several hours. And I didn't really want to ride it that long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, now a strange question. Do you keep the vape pen? Is it a disposable vape pen? No, it's a refillable. You just buy a new battery and uh, actually no. Was it your own pen or they provided the pen? They provided the pen. But it's yours to keep afterwards or yeah. they take the pen back? Yeah, yeah they, I get. I still have it at home. So it's a souvenir. <laughs> I have it right here. You want to hit? <laughs> I'm good. Um, and and so, so it wasn't necessarily pleasant, unpleasant. It was co- sort of a non-issue. Yeah, it was a little bit frustrating to be honest it with was. you because we tried three or four times that evening, spaced it out over a number of hours, yes. trying to get hot. And we just okay. could not get high, even okay. though a friend of mine had brought other things for me to consume, um, yes. and I just could not get high. I just got cotton mouth. And so it was okay. a kind of a frustrating experience. Yeah. But then later, I tried it again at home, and I did experience what everybody was talking about, but turns out it's not really for me. And, and the same method, the one at home? The vape pen. Vape right, pen. Right. Okay. Because I know, you know, we joke about the Joe Rogan gummy bear leg and, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, but no, it's, it's not for me. I'll never do it. But uh, yeah. uh, now, now what, what's the current atmosphere for marijuana, uh, legal atmosphere, um, in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County? What, what is the current law there for you guys? Uh, currently, you can smoke, you can purchase with a medical card, and I believe beginning January 1st of 2018, mm-hmm. anyone can purchase. So we're basically mimicking your laws here. Okay. Yeah. But you're a little bit behind, right? A I mean, we're, we're, we're a little bit ahead in the race, uh, so right. to speak. Right. I mean, I, wouldn't, I think it's a very negative issue. Yeah. Now, now I have been asked both, uh, well, through, through the podcast, through comments and suggestions and things of that nature, so many times, and uh, I, I don't want to bog down my podcast with the, with the weed thing, yeah. but so many questions regarding that and, and about weed. Ultimately, I, I put it under one category of weed tourism. Mm-hmm. Is weed tourism and Las Vegas's availability for marijuana being marketed in your county, in your area, in, in California? I mean, do you see ads? Do you see, do you see anything that brings you here for marijuana? 
I don't see anything, but then again, I'm not a big reader of high times. Okay. You know, I'm not necessarily in those circles where you would see those ads, but yeah. I don't see any public billboards or TV ads. I no. see plenty of Vegas TV ads. Okay. A lot yeah. of those. You, okay, you do. Yeah. But those are for, for just general visits, right? Mandalay Bay, LasVegas.com, yeah. sure. Vegas.com, yeah. Sure, okay. Now, now, do you, based on your experience, now was it crowded when you went there? Mm. Apothecarium, right? Correct. Okay. The apothecarium. Okay. And it was crowded because I went there shortly after the July 1st when it became legal. Okay. And so I made an appointment ahead of time. Right. And so the process took about half an hour. It was fairly quickly to do it, specifically because I made an appointment. Now, you made an appointment like, like we, we were discussing on the pre-show, the DMV. You made yeah. an appointment like, like online? Uh, no, uh, the, I had on one of the people from the dispensary on the, my podcast before. Oh, okay. And so I had kept in touch with him and, I gotcha. but anybody can make an appointment there. I see. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you, do you think with Colorado's marijuana issues, negative issues growing, do you think that the weed tourism in Las Vegas is a non-starter? Do you, do you think we should not get into it? Do we think we should just let it exist and, and, and be happy the war is over, uh, marijuana wars are over, uh, and just let it be whatever it's going to be? Or do you think uh, Las Vegas should market it? That's a good question, whether or not if they should market it. Um, Does Las Vegas, because you're sort of a, an adopted resident, I'm going to call you. Do you do you want large groups of individuals coming here specifically for the like weed crawls? I've made the joke before. You know, do you think it should, or do you think it should just keep it in the bubble and and have it as one more option? Well, I mean, the way that I look at it is, I weigh would I rather hang out with a group of dudes who are stoned or a group of dudes who are uh, drunk? And I think I'd probably have a better time with the group of dudes who are stoned. Right. A much more easier time. Okay. Yeah, a little bit more chill. Okay. Yeah. So, well, no, so it would be yes. I, I, I think I would be okay with that. You would be okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not particularly. Right. You know, I, I and you and I have had this discussion, and, and Chris was very kind to have me on his podcast. Um, and uh, I, I have, I have a, a well, I've learned. I have the minor, minority view. I'm, I'm a, I'm a man on an island, Chris, and yeah. I, I, I'm never going to win. But um, I, you know, I, I watch Colorado. And I watch their difficulties, uh, and I, you know, and uh, however Colorado, I think what's happened to Colorado is that they they opened the doors too wide. I think if they would have done it like we have, are doing, I think we learned from them. If we just kind of just creaked it open and just let it in, let it in, let it in, we might see some revenue from it. That's the only hope that I have for it. You know, I mean, obviously, our our the taxation of it goes directly to uh, education for Nevada, uh, which is fantastic. But um, I fear it. I really do. I think it's. I, mm. I don't. I just. It's so. And, and it's this. It's this big a problem based on all the rest of our problems sure, right now. Sure. Yeah. But uh, um, will you ever do it again? I have. You have. I have. I yeah. mean, beyond the the you you did it here and then a little then at home, home. and then, then uh, most recent trip, um, because it was a bonding experience right. among friends. We were joking in a private message group saying mm -hmm. that a couple of uh, the people who came mm -hmm. really wanted to partake, and it was a bonding experience amongst us, and we enjoyed it together. Okay. And um, again, I didn't necessarily 
enjoy the effects, yeah. but I did enjoy the camaraderie that came out of, you know, it's like going to a bar and sharing a beer with a f- group of friends, yeah. except this time it was weed. So mm-hmm. I did try it again. And, uh, you know, I'm not swearing it off, but it's sure. not something that I'm going to seek out. I think if opportunities come up where a group of people, and it's not a peer pressure kind of thing, it's like a couple of friends that I really care mm-hmm. about and I wanted to do this with them. Right. So, you know, and the effects are, you know, were fairly easily dismissible after a certain amount of time. So, okay. you know, just got to, you know, take the precautions make sure you know you're not behind the wheel and yeah. you know make sure you're, you're with a group of people that you do trust and you know that mm-hmm. type of thing well fair enough and like i said you know i i try not to spend too much time on it because i could literally have a podcast just a, a weed podcast it was just <laughs> a non-stop. podcast yeah there you go podcast yeah. uh, uh you know and it would be just non-stop debate over that and i just think that um you know anybody with my point of view uh, unfortunately it's just a no win i i can't I, I, I can't impress upon people what I feel um, is going to happen. And um, I just, like I said, I, I just hope that uh, I, we see revenue from it rather yeah. than it just being legal. You know, because yeah. that's not a win for me. A win is, okay, we let you have it, not you, but right, <laughs> we right, let right. them have it. Right. Uh, and now we get a whole bunch of money. Yeah, I mean, you make a lot of good points. Um, I think there's a certain amount of validity with your concerns about weed, yeah. especially the effects that it will have on a community. Um, I tend to think that a lot of the people who were smoking weed will just continue to smoke weed. The, ten, the people who typically didn't, like myself, I mm. tried it, didn't really care for it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's really going to change things that much yeah. after after gone through this journey. Yeah. and. Yeah, so I'm getting old too, though. I'm getting, you know, <laughs> intractable. It's just like, like that old man and up. I, just, I don't care about anything. No, but you would have an excellent point. Say, if prohibition were to have ended last year, yes. and we would just see, I mean, we see how that's played out. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, a little bit back more towards Vegas. We'll get away from weed, thank God. Um, one of the things that I've noticed more and more, uh, and I'll notice it again today as I, I travel through the Cosmopolitan, is that. Um, uh, there, the tech has has sort of not snuck in. I think it flew in on a giant bird and dropped itself right on Vegas. And and do you think the mystique? You love live gaming. I do. And there's there there are now so many options to not be live. You can play virtual craps. You can play virtual horse racing and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a hot chick throw your cards, you know, from a television screen. Right. Um, do you do you like that? Do you not like that? Do you think it's a good bad? What do you think? I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, I prefer human interaction yeah. when possible. Yeah. And uh, I think when you're sitting at those machines, you're not necessarily having camaraderie with the people to the left of you and to the right of you. Right. So, yeah, I'm just not a fan. However, I think I'd be okay with it. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, we're not, we didn't move long enough. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting perfectly still. I'll take that out. <laughs> uh, I think um, for the people who do enjoy it, I don't want to take that away from them. It right. doesn't really impact my personal experience here. I think when I start to see those replace actual tables and dealers and, you know, the, the play pits getting smaller and smaller, I mm-hmm. think that that's when I'll kind of sound the alarm okay. or, or go to the places that don't offer those machines. And those places mm-hmm. might be locally in California. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do you engage in the apps that are provided by casinos? Uh, no, I don't. No, you don't. Do you, do you, do you, uh, how do you do? You, how do you book when you come here? How do you book your your trip? Uh, I typically do it through my rewards card okay. at uh, Caesars. 
Okay. And I just take a look at what offers I have. And okay. I, take, okay. I play it enough to get free rooms at some of the lower end casinos like the Link gotcha. and uh, Rio, Flamingo, those places. Yeah. Oh, the Link. The, the, the big uh, the big controversy. None controversy. of us none of us want the 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 zip line. It's just nonsense. Oh yeah, yeah. nonsense. Yeah. And yet it's a big issue, you know that and the the poor little uh, robo bus crashing. But yeah, well, um, if the zip line actually crossed the street and took you into Caesars, I'd be completely for it. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'd all now that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. But unfortunately, it's just I don't know. The locals. I'll let you know. You know, locals uh, are are all on one side on that one. It's just the link is small. It really is small comparatively, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's struggling uh, to to get itself. You know, the, the I have really good friends at Brooklyn Bowl and really good friends at uh, at Margaritaville, and unfortunately, one is too expensive for food, the other one is too expensive for entertainment, and they're just sharing customers, and they're they're struggling to find their footing, and the hmm. last thing they want is this goofy zip line going above them because they feel it's a distraction. Yeah, uh, but uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's a done deal. It's happening. Yeah, you know. So or so the RJ says. I don't know yeah. if you believe everything on the. That's an interesting point because people aren't necessarily while they're strolling down the promenade going to be looking to the left to the right at the shops. They're going to be yeah. looking up to make sure that they don't get vomited on or yeah, urinated on. Other, yeah, <laughs> urinated on. Yeah, yeah, it's happened. It's happened. Folks. <laughs> um, uh, now, now I have to say, admittedly, I don't know its course. Yeah, uh, you were there recently. I don't know if you saw any construction of it, but uh, mm. um, no, no. Um, I don't know how uh, the length or its course or its end. Like you said, uh, yeah, if it took you right over to you know the Hard Rock Cafe, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, um, but it won't. It'll be lame uh, and it'll be too expensive. And it's just I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, now, what do you think about robo dealers? Do, do you do you like do you like you you know you know what I mean the 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 girls pitching cards or the girls helping with with the virtual roulette and what do you think about that actually no fill me in the, right you know I've actually filmed these girls and what uh-huh. they do is they have an interactive machine that uh, let's uh, blackjack is the simplest and uh, all it is is a blackjack machine laid out in a horizontal fashion where where everything is virtual the table. The cards, the everything else—it's—it's it's no different than sitting in a poker machine with a vertical screen. This one happens to be a elevated horizontal screen. Okay. And I would film or have filmed uh, the girls that are pitching the cards and interacting with you. Oh, okay, right, right. And, right. and now it's gotten to the point. It's pretty cool, actually. It's gotten to the point where where Chris will stick in his slot card, mm-hmm. um, and it'll and she'll say, "Hi, Chris." Okay. And so on and so forth. Uh, okay. And uh, and uh, I haven't done it in a while. The the girls that I shot were very basic. They were just a hello and and sure. waving and, they, and the, the smiling yeah, and smiling. Yeah. Uh, but uh, is that a substitute um, for you? Not for me. Not for you. No, no. I like okay. the live interaction you with do. people. You yeah. like an actual hot chick. I, I, <laughs> nothing beats an actual hot there chick. There you go. There you go. <laughs> See, that's why we had Chris on. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, party pits. Uh, uh-huh. I did, this wasn't on the pre-show, but but what do you think? I love them. You like party pits? Oh, they're great. Yeah. yeah. I wish they'd not be in the front, but yeah. The, so O'Shea's used to have a fantastic party pit. Did you ever go there? No, with no. The, the, and, and of course they had the, and I know him. He's a wonderful guy. And uh, I'm going to call him a short person. I'll be PC, but you know, he'll call himself a dwarf every time. Um, and he was out there and he had the leprechaun outfit and he would, and, and the party pit was right there. It was right. blaring music. So you like him. Oh, I thought you were more so referring to the party pit, say the pleasure pit over at planet Hollywood same where thing. you have the go-go dancers. Yeah. Same and, thing. Yeah, okay, just, yeah, yeah. That one happens to be a little bit deeper in. 
Yeah. So you like that? Oh, they're great. Yeah. yeah. I remember when Planet Hollywood started them way yes. back when, yeah. and they would have the parade of hot chicks come down the escalator with the boas and the whistles, yeah. drawing attention to themselves as they took their positions on the platforms. Sure. Oh, it was like a wonderful parade. Sure, sure. <laughs> Now, now that's great. I mean, I, I that was just an extra. I just because I, I um I didn't know because I'm not a gambler. Uh-huh. Every nickel just kills me. So you know, I'd rather have the nickel. Um, but uh, I never asked anybody about party pits. I mean, some, the locals are like, oh, you know, just move past. But uh, yeah. but that's cool. I like to hear that. Uh, and I know a lot of girls. I have a lot of entertainers that are mm-hmm. friends of mine. Yeah. And they actually do that. It's it's not not bad money. Yeah. Or like over at the D, the dancing dealers, yeah. where they'll dance for a little while, get down, and then deal your cards. Yeah. I miss the fits though. The D is okay. The, the D Fitz. took over the Fitzgerald. Oh, okay. Gotcha, the Fitzgerald. Gotcha. Um, I, do you like the D? Uh, it it serves its purpose. It does. Yeah, yeah. I it's, like it for what small. it is. I mean, it's, it's it doesn't offer too much. I think. Yeah, I mean, downtown is a different animal, and that's yeah. kind of been a topic of discussion lately amongst sure. people. Yeah. I've shifted my allegiance from the Strip to downtown yeah. because downtown seems to be a lot more fun and lively, and I liken it to say the Titanic, where yeah. you have the upper decks where mm-hmm. everyone's acting sophisticated, and then you have the lower decks where people are just partying sure. and having a good time. Yeah. And the downtown is a lot like that, yeah. and so I. I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah, like you said earlier, you don't want the party up because then the puking on the on the people <laughs> Um Okay, little bit, little bit of controversy. You and yeah. I had discussed yeah, this on your it. last trip. Yeah, uh, Chris and his people, Oceans Fourteen XL, mm-hmm. uh, was a group of people that came here and they uh, the, had a lovely conversation with with uh, some of them, including Chris. And um, uh, the, there's two things that the you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt myself. Uh, the, the the this same group, the Oceans Fourteen XL, mm-hmm. went to. Um, the VR experience. The, we did, the, yes. yeah. And so g- give me a little rundown. How was it? Uh, it was... At the MGM Grand. At the MGM Grand. I think it was an entertaining time, but mm-hmm. for the price point, I would give it a... I'd give it a pass. $50 per one half hour. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, but if you have an extra $50 to spend, it's a good time. That's right. Yeah. Okay. It's not a great time. I think what makes it a great time is the people who you go with. Yes. That will definitely make it much more fun. Yes. But aside from that, it's basically, I would, it's like stepping into a video game yes. where you're looking through the virtual reality goggles and everything looks like a video game, uh-huh. but it's in three dimensions okay. and you do get that feeling that you're immersed okay. in it. Yeah. But uh, 50 bucks uh, is a high ticket in my opinion. It, it is. It yeah. is. Especially just for like, like like kids. I mean, you can't just drop your kid off. It's not like the arcade in the old days, you know. Right. Now, yeah. now, uh, so VR glasses, he- headphones, yes? Did you, were your ears did you, uh, were you immersed I, or not? I, You know, I can't remember. That was one detail I was trying to remember, and I don't... Okay. See, I know there was the sound. It's, it's, it's yeah, exactly, crazy. exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think you do have headphones, I believe okay. so. Okay, and a yeah. gun. You have a gun. Right, you do have a gun. Uh, like an IR gun? Is it like an IR gun? Or? It's a heavy, it looks like a, basically a super soaker okay. that's you know painted to look like a gotcha. real gun, yeah. and it's kind of heavy. I think one criticism that I would have is uh-huh. they give you, like many video games, four different options for a type yes. of gun that you're going to use. Yes. But they go through the instructions fairly quickly, and right. so you're not exactly sure which gun works in what scenario, and half the game you're trying to figure it out and just mm-hmm. pushing, mashing buttons yes. um, until ultimately you just start pulling trigger and say, I'll stick with this one and go there. Okay. Okay. I think it takes a few t- few different times going to really get used to it. Gotcha. Um, and I don't want to make it sound like it was a bad time. We no. had a great time yeah. doing it. And I would do it again if a yeah. group of people said, hey, let's, you know, the right group of people said, hey, let's go do it. Right. But I would never be the one leading the charge. So so, so if they were to, say, go a dollar a minute, 30 bucks for the half an hour, that, mm. that would have been better. For yeah. sure, yeah. definitely. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, but, uh, well, great. Thanks for that. Because I, I probably won't go. 
yeah. uh, into it. But now, now I have that. Uh, uh, Krista seemingly does everything that I want to do and don't have time. <laughs> so thanks. Um, a controversial subject that you and I talked about while you were here uh, for that event um, is the, is Vegas Strong, and I've done some research regarding that. Um, uh, Vegas Strong, of course, is the is the, and I have to call it a marketing campaign because that's what it was and is, uh, in response to the, the, the shooting here uh, that originated at Mandalay Bay. Um, tragic, yes, and, and Las Vegas uh, is strong. Always has been, though, so that's the thing. Um, unfortunately, though, Vegas Strong, in a lot of people's opinions, including mine, uh, has questionable optics and validity. The reason being is that there are, go there are multiple GoFundMe campaigns. Steve Aoki, the, the uh, uh, kind of still-in DJ that still gets a lot of money on New Year's Eve, yeah. um, he has a, a, a campaign. I, I don't think it's GoFundMe. I think it's a different type of campaign. T-shirts. T-shirts. There yep. you go. Uh, and Steve Sisolak, which I don't know. A lot of people don't know Steve Sisolak, but he is a county commissioner here in Las Vegas. Um, it's 50-50 for Big Steve. You either hate him or love him. Okay. Uh, and uh, I, I know both sides. Uh, but he's also very controversial in the fact that Steve does what Steve needs to to make Steve successful. And he has a campaign. Now, I see a lot of quotes, a million this, a million eight this, five million this, and so on and so forth, and the campaigns are ongoing. I have yet to see any article where it, it, it can be, the conclusion is that the money made it to these families. That aside, I'm sure some of it has. That aside, how, how is the outside perception of Vegas Strong? Um, I could give you my perception, yes, which it, and it being one of a person who loves this city very much and felt mm -hmm. it, uh, I don't want to say as much as someone from the city, right? but you know, we're kind of sister cities, LA and Las Vegas. Right. And, um, I think at first a lot of us in Los Angeles were with you rooting for yes. Vegas. Um, personally, when I started seeing the Vegas Strong ads showing the, the Twitter responses uh, go come on the World Series, at that point, I kind of felt, um, I, I don't know what the right way to say it is. It's not that I was over it, but now mm -hmm. I felt like uh, certain ad people in the ad space were trying to milk milk yes. it for sympathy. I agree with you, and, and, and I'll add a couple of things extra to that. Uh, we now have billboards in town for basically ambulance chaser uh, l lawyers that Vegas strong mm -hmm. and so on and I've so seen forth. Them, yeah. and, and, I, and I think that, that I would hate to think that, that fellow Las Vegas residents are standing on the shoulders of these poor families just for their own benefit. And, and unfortunately, there is that possibility. Yeah, and I would, and I hope I don't offend anybody in the audience, but I would also say that that is a little bit Vegas. The Vegas is somewhat about being opportunistic. Okay. You know, uh, and so, yes. so there is a certain amount of that where I saw the first Vegas, the billboard with a lawyer that said Vegas Strong. Yeah. At first, it struck me the wrong way, and I went, well, that would happen in any city. Lawyers. Oh, yeah, of going, course. You know, ambulance yeah, chasing. Of course, yeah. 
And again, like I was saying before, just that little bit of yeah. there's an opportunity here. Yeah. Let's, you know, now, can't let it go to waste. Now, moving away from the intangible, you, there is a tangible opinion, uh, a tangible um, dedication, if you will, that you can have an opinion on. And it is the, the 50, uh, 58 um, pyres dedicated to the individuals that, that, that were killed uh, on the Las Vegas sign uh, property area. Uh, and subsequently, I believe there's eight billboards leading up to that, starting, ending with Vegas Strong and then uh, uh, varying sayings on the way, and they're all in black. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. what, what do you think of that? I think it had a time and a place. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed to be a natural place for it to be simply because it's close to where it happened. You know, the police right. actually have the, the space cordoned off so mm -hmm. I, and I think people visiting the city wanted to show their support for the city in some way right. um, I don't know how many people actually get downtown to the one over there so the one by the sign mm -hmm. seemed to make the most sense at the time however I think a month out roughly five six weeks out at this point right um, this is a party city. This mm -hmm. is a city of good times. And mm -hmm. when we went there a couple weeks ago, it was a weird co combination of people who were there to do what they come to Vegas to do, party, mm -hmm. and also some people were there to mourn. Mm -hmm. And it was just an odd mix. Yeah. I think at a certain point, the city should move it to a more appropriate place, whether it be a museum like they were talking about um, or wherever. But I think mm -hmm. at a certain point, the city does need to move, move, not, move not forget the people, mm -hmm. but move on in a way no and i agree with you i i think it's i think it's it's had multiple news cycles and it, it needs it, it definitely needs to go and what's interesting about las vegas las vegas the marketing machine that is las vegas is is superb better than any city in this country about 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 silencing problems there's a lot of stuff people don't know about. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of negative yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, suicide rates and, and deaths in casinos and things like that. You don't hear about them. Now, it's changing because of everybody with the cell phone and the sure. little, little citizen journalists. But, um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it, it needs to be moved on someplace else. Not not. not removed not, but yeah you know. and i don't know what the right way to do it is because you know mm -hmm. they have a memorial at the world trade center location right. Right. but in vegas is again you come here for fun good times right. debauchery that type of stuff right and so for that reason i think it should leave the las vegas sign so you know the city can get back to that there but i do feel like there should be something public for a public space for people to go right. somewhere on the strip for them to memorialize because we don't want to forget the 58 people who lost their lives during right. that tragedy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well said. Hey, and thank you to Chris for that interview. Connect with us again on Friday for a bonus episode of the Pod Bay Door. It will be part two of my interview with Chris. And this is going to be all about the direction that podcast is taking in uh, Las Vegas and in general. Talk about some numbers, talk about some feelings about networking and uh, uh, everything that uh, he has encountered in the last uh, two and a half years and what we have encountered in our last uh, in, in our last year. So thanks again, Chris. But again, connect with us on Friday. Bonus episode, part two of that interview with Chris at uh, Faces and Aces podcast. Uh, next, uh, a favorite I think most of uh, most of our guests. Mine are, at least. Yes. I know. Uh, Adam <laughs> has the nerd alert. Thanks. We got some good stuff this week, Sam. Uh, he was good on uh, sending us some some good topics. We want to start with uh, a big departure from Marvel. 
Brian Michael Bendis, a huge writer uh, for Marvel. The biggest hit ever. Yeah, he's done uh, 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 such works as The Ultimate Universe. He was the original um, inventor, I guess, creator of uh, Miles Morales. Uh, the, the new Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, and also Jessica Jones, which is a huge hit um, on Netflix now. Um, he's <laughs> moving to DC. <laughs> Netflix uh, is going to have very few shows left you know, once they get rid of everybody. That's so, yeah. true, right? <laughs> Keep Jessica. <laughs> Marvel will be going to their own thing. Now, right? now, now, Michael, or no, what's his name again? Brian Michael Bendis. Brian. Now, he's not an artist. He's a writer. He's a writer, okay. and, and uh, he's been working at Marvel for almost 20 years. Wow. Okay. Um, he's done some, some minor things with uh, like Image Comics before that. Um, I thought it was funny in uh, DC's Twitter um, announcement for this. Mm-hmm. They wrote, uh, and I quote, one of the premier writers in the industry, having created so many unforgettable stories wherever he's been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they refused to like say Marvel's name. I thought that was kind of <laughs> clever, um, even though he's worked there for 20 years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're shaking up the industry. I love that uh, DC's, you know, getting one of these big names away from, the, you know, the gigantic beast that is Marvel and Disney. Yes. Um, Definitely. And, It'll uh, be a good change up. Because, I mean, Bendis brought to the table House of M, Secret Invasion, yeah. uh, Age of Ultron. Huge events that uh, really changed the uh, Marvel landscape. Oh, yeah. He, he's one of those writers that can um, shake the foundation of a series, yet make it new, contemporary. And uh, not make it cheesy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like when you watch uh, or read certain things that a writer uh, use the easy way out where they, like, find a loophole and they try to change everything a lazy way. Yeah, but with like Bendis, they just kind actually of write themselves into it. a corner mm-hmm. and then they stumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's, he's he long plans it out. You know, he's got these long-term goals and stuff. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do for DC. Now, now, does Bendis or any writer, but specifically Bendis, does he... Is 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 the day of the single, fifteen-page comic gone? I mean, is that what he's? When you say that he's coming in and changing the landscape, is he writing just single comics? Is he writing graphic novels? No, I, I mean, would what say is he he's doing. He's doing like like Sam said it like you know events that take place over you know a span of a year, two years. You know, mm-hmm. they really kind of you know like it's shake good the core of the line. The way he writes books, it, yeah. like it's very um, compelling. Best way to put it. But in print, though, I mean, uh, th- th- there's yeah. he's not bridging into screenwriting. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So the resurrection of the uh, the dying DC movie, it could happen. Okay. We could start here with just you know a, a new influx of ideas. Okay. Um, you know, who knows if they'll start you know another reboot? Okay. Yeah, um, the reboot. You know, they like yeah. to do that. Okay. Um, uh, one of the kind of negatives that he has on his. Uh, resume, I guess, was he was the one that turned Iron. Um, he turned, uh, I'm sorry, Iceman gay. Oh he, yes. And he was the uh, creator of Riri Riri Williams, which is the new Iron Man or Iron Heart, okay. the little black girl that's now Iron Man. Yeah, yeah that's his yeah. idea. So, uh, so some people on Marvel are like, yay, we're mm. tired of your stories. You need to leave. Uh, um, okay. But <laughs> we'll see. I think DC's picked uh, the right move here. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Making a lot of money for sure. Uh, they'll make a lot of money for sure. Now, how old a man is he? I'm um, not know? exactly sure. I mean, ballpark? Uh, probably 30s, 40s, maybe. Okay. Sam, maybe you could look that well, up. Well, if, he w- if, uh, if he's 20 years, if he, well, 50. Yeah. Uh, if he's 20 years 20 into years Marvel, into yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he, 20 years ago, he, w- he would have been, obviously with Stan Lee, but he would have been with Jack Kirby. He would have seen the, the middle to the end of... Well, 20 years ago was only... 1997. Yeah. Well, just to let you know, yeah, he also true. won uh, five Eisner Awards, too. So that's pretty high. 
Mark's high value for yeah, he's got for uh, DC to acquire. It's yeah. like saying uh, DC is picking up either like the Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Of it's pretty big. Yeah, okay. it's a big name. All right, so we'll see how it goes. Um, sticking with uh, Disney and he's Marvel. He's the analogy of LeBron. He's from Cleveland, Ohio, anyways. <laughs> gotcha. It's random connections. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, Marvel and Disney are in talks to buy Fox Movie Studios, which is huge news right. um, for the nerds who are all jazzed about a possible X-Men versus uh, Avengers you know, movie in the future. Right. Um, but also, you know, this is a merger of the first and third biggest movie studios in the world. Right. Uh, so do, does Disney really need more properties? Yes. Well, my problem, my my worry lies in Deadpool 2. Because Deadpool 2 was just done, uh, they wrapped up shooting about two weeks ago. And now they're doing the editing part, right? But if Disney was to purchase Fox within, say, the next week or so here, if that was to happen, right? Does that affect then have Deadpool say 2? Over the editing and whether or not it would be an R-rated movie, is that what you're saying? Yeah, because yeah, okay. I'm really worried. Like, I want my Deadpool to be rated R. I don't want that... PG thirteen DC or sorry that Disney formula. Yeah, the Marvel spin to it, right? Yeah, I'm worried about that. Big well, time. no, I mean Disney uh, <laughs> years ago. Uh, Disney years ago, uh, it, it 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 put structures in place to have rated R films, Miramax specifically. Right. Correct. Uh, so I I think they're they they will understand what is um you know what is the what people like about Deadpool and what is the what is the hook to De- Deadpool? So I, I I wouldn't be concerned about that at all. Uh, I think what they are concerned about is that with this merger, however, uh, uh, way in the little tiny uh, paragraph at the bottom is yeah. is they also get Fox News. Oh really? During this, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And and I don't believe that that that's a that's a stain <laughs> that Disney does not want. Uh, considering <laughs> considering the the what could be the end of this the whole Trump issue uh, if it if it goes badly for the Trump administration obviously Fox and its affiliates uh, have been uh, have been staunch if not blind supporters of of Trump uh, and so the, I I think Disney is looking a little bit ahead you know because they, that that's not that's definitely not <laughs> a a uh, um, uh, a coin they want to flip on that one. They want to no, know exactly think that's what they're getting. At all. For sure. No, not at all. Not at all. What else you got, man? Um, next one, uh, also kind of connected to Disney, but uh, in another one of their properties, uh, Star Wars. Um, they have a new movie coming out in December. Yes. Uh, the Last Jedi. Yes. Uh, directed by Ryan Johnson. Um, they've just now hired on um, Ryan Johnson for a new Star Wars trilogy that they're going to um, want. They want him to write and direct uh, in the future. So, uh, fingers crossed on a Knights of the Old Republic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Sam? Uh, <clears throat> I hope that we get a cool original story or even following the books. That'd be kind of cool. I just hope that it doesn't fall into another, like I said, another formula where we get the same product restamped. You know well, what I mean? Just all right. So, the, the they, said that, um, they said that all the books are canon, correct? It's according to Disney. So they have a well, lot to draw from for, you know, they gave him, they gave him free reign to do whatever he wanted. <clears throat> it's going to be an original trilogy, the, so he can basically, he can go from anywhere. Right. The, the, the books are canon for, for the original fans, but uh, Disney didn't want to use what was canon, so they created their own new thing for the universe. But I really wish that Disney would honor the books because it's kind of cool, you know what I mean? 
Because we, we all read a few of the books. See, I kind of thought I they like did. the storyline of Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mace Windu, that would be a cool history. Um, I'm down for anything. Now, my question is not should it be done and will it be done. My question is with the representatives, with the large group now that, that identifies themselves with, with this type of content and Nerd Nation and, and that, that, that whole group and community, is, are, are they pushing the content? Is there, are there consumers for all of this? Or are, are, we, are we oversaturating are, Star Wars? Are they producing? Yeah, are they going to overproduce it like they have many other things? Well, it seems to be working for Marvel. They're 30 movies deep and they're still making think, number one. I think you know. there'll always be an audience just for the fact that it's being passed down. Mm-hmm. So you'll have the factor of nostalgia, familiarity, mm-hmm. and something that brings people together, which is Star Wars, a story well, that people can see, relate the, the to problem from is, all um, facets of Earth. Right. The problem is they're still going to make a shit ton of money on crappy movies like Rogue One. You know, there's still an audience for it. They'll still go see it. They'll still buy it on Blu-ray. It's well, not, I, I can't believe you I went just, there. I got I, I got to throw it in there, man. I got to throw it in there. Well, and and uh, one could also argue that the three <laughs> the three Lu- Lucas sequels, you know, which were I think universally hated, um, but people saw them multiple times sure. while sitting there. They were all blockbusters. It. Yeah, exactly. Are you talking about the one with Anakin and Jar Jar? That's the one. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought those were your favorite guys. Everybody loves Jar Jar. Everybody He's loves the them. They, they made ever. a crap ton That's of money. Right. So, That's right. You know? uh, so, no, I don't think there's ever going to be a, an oversaturation in that market. You don't think so? No. Yeah. Jar Jar, by the way, I think, I think quite literally was was Star Wars' first controversy as it regards today's social justice issues because oh, they, yeah. they, they felt it was too too close to an African-American you know, s- uh, archetype. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I could see it, but come on. I mean, you're reading too much into it. Hmm. So sometimes, tr- sometimes folks just enjoy the fantasy itself. This whole point. It's a right. fantasy world. Just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Don't read into it too much because then you're just going to ruin everything. Right. Perfect segue. Yes. Into the fantasy world of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, yes. Amazon is looking to uh, to make a TV series uh, uh, based on the Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm down for that 100%. Yeah. Um, I love the Peter Jackson version. I don't know how they're going to improve on it. Um, but I'm like I said, any influx into you know a new uh, foray into Lord of the Rings is going to be awesome. Well, and it, you know, uh, if Amazon beyond the major uh, uh, production companies, Amazon is the only company that has the budget to pull it off. I mean, you need some heavy cash. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I hopefully they do a good. Now, is this a done deal, or is there just no? Nope, they're still in talks. Okay. Um, and actually, Netflix and and uh, Amazon are still kind of battling it out. But mm-hmm. it looks right now that Netflix is on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, the production value of that alone will be huge. I, I believe I read it will be the most expensive TV show ever. Um, you know, and if, if yeah. uh, Game of Thrones has anything to say about it, you know, they have the, right. the technology, they have you know the CG, the, all that to, yeah, to make this happen, make it really good. Yeah, but those the, 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 those producers will admit that it's ungodly expensive, super expensive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, yeah, the casting, the fun location, sure. and then all the gear for the cast to wear it's going to be hella expensive yeah you know and and of course i think amazon netflix and everybody involved in hollywood they're waiting you know for the sexual assault tree to get shaken a little harder now right. so we get done with See all where everything falls before shit. yeah did you guys hear about um amazon or sorry did you guys hear about netflix they announced it today um they're actually going to pull any tv show and movie that's been related to all those celebrities out there 
as of today. Wow. Yeah. Be a pretty, so uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to pull House of Cards pretty soon and all the other shows. Yeah. yeah it's only going to get a longer list. Well, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, as I, as I again, you know, uh, approach the age of fifty, I think to myself that's a little bit of an overreach on everybody's part because, <laughs> you know, I, they're worried that they're going to uh, be be sullied by all these people's, you know, now bad reputations. And I just I don't believe that. I think that the, the the consumer public is able to separate Netflix from Kevin Spacey, Netflix from Louis C.K. Right. You know, Netflix from God. Now Richard Dreyfus this morning I saw. Uh, so. Oh wait, Richard Dreyfus been added onto that list? Oh yeah, yeah. So he they did something with somebody, and so they say. And you know, and of course, uh, oh Corey Feldman and Martin Sheen and Corey the now passed away Corey Haim and that whole thing. It's getting ridiculous. So I I would I hope it stops soon because we're smart enough to know that Netflix doesn't uh, doesn't espouse you know sexual assault and rape and everything else. I mean they're literally going to end up with 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 uh, uh, some of Marvel and and a couple of little shows and then really bad and all cartoons. Yeah and then, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, but that, that does bring me to, to, I have an extra nerd grinder. There we go. Uh, I read this morning uh, and it's been out, out a while, but it was, um, uh, based off of a, uh, it was a link off of the, uh, a guardian article, which I do not like the guardian. I, I've decided I don't like the guardian. Uh-huh. They're, 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 they're combatively liberal. Um, Valkyrie. I have not seen the film yet. Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yes. I have not seen the film. I hear it's good. It was good. Lots of money. Um, it was very colorful. I think the best two weekends ever. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, for Marvel. Yeah. I, not ever, 100, ever. $121 million opening. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Just, just um, a little bit of money. Just, yeah. a, little just bit. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, in the article, uh, which was entitled, When is Marvel going to have a, an all-queer superhero movie? Uh a that bothers me to begin with. I I, I don't understand. Uh, you know, I definitely can't keep up with what's 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 okay to say. You know, I thought queer was out. My dad used to say queer is a nine dollar bill. You know, I, and I'm apparently not allowed to say that anymore. I still do. <laughs> um, but Valkyrie, the young lady in the film, uh, apparently there was a scene cut that confirmed that she was bisexual, and okay. then later on the actress confirmed that her character is bisexual. Okay. Why are we changing? Uh, now, she is relatively new. I'll, I'll, I'll give him this. Valkyrie was not the, the, the rock-solid uh, keystone foundation of Marvel. You know, Thor, you know, Captain America, right. Silver Surfer, and S- Black Panther, and so on. But they're changing them. Why are they changing my superheroes, Adam? They gotta, they gotta mark those checkboxes, man. You know, Hollywood loves those checkboxes. But really, why? It was in, uh, why it was in uh, Jack Kirby's final will. That's why. <laughs> right. It was in the right. small print. Yeah, in the small print. <laughs> it, was, no. it was in his specifically final like why to, in to the troll. movie. Yeah. Um. So so Valkyrie comes from uh, Themyscira, or no, I'm sorry, from uh, I'm thinking DC now. Um, All right. Uh, Valhalla. Valhalla. Thank yeah. you. So. You know, I'm not sure exactly why she had to do that, but she she left Valhalla to, you know, venture the space, time, cosmos, whatever. Maybe she, you know, enlightened herself. No, Uh, but why why are my my superheroes? And when I say my, I mean, I was reading comics when, when you guys weren't yet. Yeah. Why is my Captain America changed? Why is Thor a woman? Why is why is Iron Man a little black dude? 
you it's know, a black girl. Uh, black, black girl. girl yeah. Sorry. Riri. I mean, why? Why are they? Are are, are is are is the community asking for this? Are they are they saying great? I don't know. You know, I know why they're making Valkyrie bisexual. I know why they 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 confirmed that Green Lantern's gay. Well, like I said, they they got a yeah. check mark. It's it's all about keeping it fresh and real and and about the times and. I don't know if it necessarily leads to better sales. I think we covered that in one podcast beforehand that Marvel mm-hmm. actually says that these, you know, are affecting their sales negatively. Um, I don't know. I've, I have never met anyone of my generation or below that, that A, cares that they're gay superheroes. Honestly, they don't care if they're superheroes. You know, they're out of the nerd, you know, uh, community now. But I, I've never met anybody that says, yes, I, I I agree with this. We should have we should diversify and have all of these changed. All I have ever heard from all generations is no. I don't want this. I don't want Captain America to change, and and to tell me that you've run out of storylines for him being a a, a a a a classically white, you know, American superhero, mm-hmm. horseshit. There's no way you've run out of storylines. You know, and Thor. Thor is now Thor. Is a female. Is a female. Yeah. And okay, have a female superhero. Have have a female from Valhalla. You know, the unknown sister of of, of Thor. It's all about see. It's all about legacy now in comic books. It's okay. all about passing down the mantle. Well, if actually, if you're reading the comics, the female Thor, it's his lady. She she's Thor now. Okay, because she she was fighting cancer and she became. Uh, I didn't read the full story, but like she was like uh, had some sort of issue, and then she uh, became worthy of uh, Mariner. So she was Thor for a little bit. Well, well like I said, it's all about legacy, passing down the mm-hmm. mantle. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Thor was unworthy at a time, so they had to fill that position. They gave it to Jane Foster. You know, Spider-Man died, so they had to pass the mantle down to Miles Morales. They did this with a lot of characters. You know, uh, Captain America. He lost his Super Soldier. You know, serum. He became old. They got to fill that position with Falcon. You know, they are, yeah. they're doing it to, and you know, all these characters go back to being. You know, Captain America became Captain America again. Mm-hmm. You know, Spider Man. Spider Man. You know, didn't die. He came back again. You know, they're yeah. I think, like Adam said, no one dies in comics really. So, if anything, they just branch out for a little bit to do a test run, and if it fails, they just fall back to the original formula. Yeah, correct. But it does take a while to fall back to the original formula. Yeah, but do you guys think that 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 it's uh, a gimmick? It's very gimmicky. As rep, yes, but I mean, do you think that it, it, this movement, this kowtowing to the social justice movement, is being well received by your community, by the by the well, nerds like I, across the world? Like I said, that's gonna be hard to say. I would say. Well, how about your friends, Sam? I mean, do do you do you? <laughs> do, I mean, in the in the dark, you know, uh, catacombs of the Dungeons and Dragons tables you guys visit, you know, I mean, is anybody talking about this? Does anybody venture to say I've read all this the is Riri wrong. Williams comic books? This is no. wrong. Steve Rogers is Captain America. He's not gay. He's not black. He's not Chinese. Well, they had a huge uproar when Steve Rogers went to Hydra. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he turned Hydra, that was hilarious. Yeah. No, Everyone no. got so butthurt. And I remember, speaking of Steve Rogers and Chris Evans, I remember that the that the nation of nerds uh, lost their ever-loving minds when uh, they were like, no, he's Human Torch. When he was cast, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you can't be two superheroes. <laughs> yeah, and, right? and so they ri- the nerds rose up to say no. That obviously, they were fine with it because uh, he's perfect. Yeah. But I think uh, that, that's what it is, too. I think you, you kind of hit the needle on the head there. 
Jamie with the fact that I'm sure we'll put up a fight at first, but eventually it'll sink in and kind of just become the new normal. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way in the world of comic books, but apparently we're heading that direction where everything's diversified. You know, there's a variety of comics, I guess, or well, well, yeah, output no, I, of things. I agree with you, and, and but, but in my opinion is that with the new social justice movement, which is which is. Uh, I'm not going to say it's here to stay. I think that's going to be washed out, you know, through the, the pipes of the sewer. But um, uh, I, I, with it here now, why can't... And I know they do create new characters that meet the needs of social justice. You know, they, they have bisexual, they have gay, they have this, they have that. And oh, the trans... I want to see the transgender... Superhero. Is there a transgender hu- superhero? Give it, give it time. Is there one now? I, I don't think so. There will be. Um, uh, make new ones. Don't Don't... Don't cloud over everybody else. Now, uh, from what Adam says, that's very true. If, if in the storyline, if if Steve Rogers had a had a Hydra problem and had to step down, but Thor, I have to say, Thor is not a title. Thor is a name. Caesar is a title. Thor is. You can't have a new Thor. <laughs> you know, like you had a new Caesar back in the day. <laughs> Thor is. They they, well, they see, need to. See, they kind of they bypass that by saying. Um, you know, Thor was more of a title where, and he went by Odin's son. He dropped the Thor part and gave that to Jane. So she was technically Thor because she had the hammer and the lightning and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And he was purely just Odin's son. He didn't have any power. He yeah. was just, okay. you know, more human, if you will. Now, for example, the Thor comic book that is current right now, um, it is not in keeping or in line with the Thor movies, correct? Am I correct in saying that? Uh, yes. Okay, Th- they don't help each other. I mean, it's a whole separate... No, not at all, not at all. Okay. The MCU and the comic book storylines mm-hmm. are never in sync whatsoever. They're never okay. simpatico at Be- all. Because... Because MCU takes bits and pieces of what sounds good to them. Yeah. And then they add their own little spice mix to it and give you MCU. Yeah. Like, just like, like a Thor Ragnarok. Easy example. Yeah. Age of Ultron. X-Men had yeah. a big role in Age of Ultron. Sure. But there's zero mention of them in the actual movie by the MCU. Because they don't Disney. own that property. Right. But they might in yeah. the future. Right. Right. Uh, be, and the reason I ask that is because I know, and, and this is a spoiler alert, I guess, if, if the rest of the, if someone in the world hasn't seen Thor, except me, uh, Mjolnir is, is destroyed. gone. Is destroyed, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yep. I'm just curious. Um, all right. Well, thanks, nerds. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. All right. We're here all week. Uh, Concierge Chronicle. Uh, this this was um, uh, requested by one of our one of our listeners, Dave, off of WordPress. And uh, thanks, Dave, again for uh, uh, for requesting this information. I talked to um, uh, a person that I used to know at a station casino. I can't say which one. There's a lot of them, but station casino, and uh, uh, his name is Jim. And, uh, and I got some intel on the slot cards. Now, a lot of this I already knew because those of us, the, uh, those of uh, whom work within the industry uh, know that slot cards are kind right. of a come on. Not kind of. They're actually <laughs> absolutely a come they're on. They're a giant pain in the ass. But uh, uh, there's some bullet points here we'll go through and then we'll uh, explain a, a few things. But talking about slot cards, cards these are the cards that you uh, go to the slot club and these poor folks there, you know, the, the slot club workers, you know, they, they, they're the redheaded stepchild of the casino. Um, but uh, they help you, they, they get some vital information, actually way too vital, 
um, and put that on your slot card and it's uh, very much like a credit card and you shove it into the machines that you're playing or you give it to the box people at the craft table or the, the, the floor person or whoever, whatever you like to gamble, you can, you can get uh, credit for playing. And this credit is turned into points and these points can then be redeemed for uh, meals, buffets, shows, and so on. However, it, that's not really what they're for. Um, uh, one question we had, uh, and I talked to Jim about this, do they affect the machine? When you put a slot <laughs> card in, uh, there, there is a wives' it, tale it that they, tightens aff- up. They, they affect the machine either negatively or positively. That's funny. Well, in Jim's opinion, uh, informed opinion, and in my opinion, and uh, and I would say we could run this past Adam's brother, yeah. who actually designed the, the industry, machines. Yeah. Yes, um, uh, th- they are based on true randomization. Now, there are mathematicians out there that will say there actually is no true random; that the pattern will ultimately appear. Uh, and I and I agree with that. I believe that wholeheartedly. However, the randomness here is is, is worked on by many people. Yes. Um, so no, the the slot cards. There's no data and no intel that say that slot cards affect it positively or negatively, uh, with the exception of people that think it's conspiracy lucky. theorists. It's, it's lucky. Yeah, and it's the same person th- that you see when you walk past the slot p- uh, the slot people that are banging on the m- on the on the screen. You're tapping on the screen. Come tapping on, on for a kind. Yeah. Come on for a kind. Exactly. So, no, a uh, big no to that. Um, they are for marketing only. They are not for you. They yes. are not for the consumer. They're, no. They are They're not even for giving you free stuff because exactly. they can just do that whenever. Exactly. <laughs> they are for uh, getting your information. Well, well, they can right. only give you free stuff once you earn the points. Well, it's all about the points, bro. T- true, but but the casino can write you a comp for whatever they want. Yeah. They don't need uh, you to have a player's remember, card for it. Comps nowadays like pulling teeth. Well, Sam's right, uh, but uh, yeah, absolutely. It's hard to get a comp nowadays because uh, they're 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 penny pinching. The corporate people, the the bean counters, are all over it. Uh, but uh, uh, in, in the past, Adam's absolutely right. They they could write a comp for anything, but the the cards are solely solely don't. And I'm going to say this one more again, solely to track you. They track your play, they track your address, they track your email, they track everything that you gave them. And that's how they de- that's how they determine what type of player you are and that's right. how they categorize you and what into what type of player, what what region of the country, whether you're international or domestic and wh- where uh, part of the United States you're from. Uh, and they will st- then they will then they start the the, the direct mailers. Oh yeah. Yeah, the big post market. Yeah. So don't think it's for you, and, and Adam's right, that the points, you earn points, and some people earn a lot of points. Yeah, you get paid for your play, you exactly. know, you get some free buffets, you'll get some, yeah. you know, yeah. some, some comps here and there, but yeah, that's not the main reason. Now, the, what, the, what the casinos give you, uh, rocks glasses, pens, mice pa- mouse pads, um, uh, dinners, everything else, well, basically, they don't cost them anything. They get them for free. You know that it's there, there's no cost to them at, at at all. So says Jim, and I think I believe this as well, with the exception of one thing. Every Thanksgiving, which we are approaching very fast, yep. turkeys turkeys are still an expense to the casino, and everybody loves their free turkeys. Exactly, and even the people that never gamble, 
Yes. We'll go to get their free go turkey. Go to get a turkey. You know. Now, as Sam Sam can uh, attest to this, um, uh, because turkeys are, are big and frozen and hard to store, <laughs> uh, they now are giving vouchers away for turkeys. Um, however, they're, 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 they're still establishing a relationship with like Kroger stores and everything else to get you these turkeys. But they still actually pay for these turkeys. Um, uh, now, wh- where was the last place you worked, Sam, uh, for the, uh, it was only the Venetian for slots, for slot cards? Venetian Palazzo in the Players Club. Okay, okay. And so I was stuck in that hellhole for a while. You were, yes. It's a terrible place, isn't it? I, everybody <laughs> tells me what a terrible place it is to work. Well, the thing is, uh, for for us, technically, um, it's a 50-50 when you say it costs casinos nothing to give away the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just that with marketing, they have a budget. So they just have to plan out the items you're going to give out. But they usually buy like all the hats and shirts at like a wholesale warehouse price. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know that firsthand because I have to go grab the stock. Like once you do inventory and I see grab stock of like t-shirts, hats, and cups right. in the warehouse itself. And that's all on a uh, mass scale pricing sure. when they purchase all that stuff. Sure. But Absolutely. for the turkeys, they do uh, vouchers nowadays. Right. We take it to your grocery store. The voucher is good between 25 to 30 bucks. And it's a semi-universal voucher, you know, for the name brand grocery stores that people can go to. Right. Right. Well, I, I found that funny. It's just the, tur- the, yeah. tur- the turkey the, the still exists. Hilarious yeah. People are so serious about their points for the turkeys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it brings they'll out come the people, back man. up to you every five minutes. Oh, do you have enough points? You're like, no, you don't. But yeah. uh, keep, keep trying. Keep trying. Yeah, keep going. Now, Jim reminded me, and I remember this because, I, you know what? My wife and I went to go get turkeys every year. I, we haven't done it in a while. Um, but uh, there was a, p- a person in the slot club that was uh, b- before the voucher situ- uh, b- uh, situation. There was a person in the slot club that was assigned to stand by the barrel of turkeys. Right. And, and making Do sure. Do not move. Nobody steals any turkeys. Don't move. Make sure it's only one turkey per person <laughs> and restock the turkey hole. Oh, it's Watch for the guys coming back with the, you know, the glasses on. Right. The f- yeah. Right. We're going to try. How, how I just can't imagine how lame are you to circle back in the turkey line? <laughs> you know, oh my God. Hey, sometimes you got to have one for Thanksgiving and one for Christmas. All that's right. right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Well, the, the probably the most interesting information Jim was able to give me uh, were the problems with the slot cards and, and had nothing to do with the, the workers. Uh, it had nothing to do with like people in Sam's position, uh, and it really had nothing to do with the front line situation. It had to do with the tech in the back, and he told me of three different situations that people n- absolutely don't know about, which absolutely happens, and if you've ever used a computer and lost all of your shit on your computer due to one reason or another, then, then, you, then you absolutely know this is true. Uh, he brought up, th- uh, like I said, three things. One is the phantom point loss. And uh, uh, every time, every once in a while, you'll stick your card in, and these are the people who know their points and and track them. <laughs> they and gamble every time. They gamble so every yes. time, you know. Yes. And they st- I'm already shaking my head. Yeah, yeah they think stick- I'm not there in person today. I'm yeah. shaking my head already. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, they stick your card in, and it says "Hello, Adam." Zero points. And Adam knows that he has five thousand points, and then you have thirty-five hundred. Oh. They're like, wait a minute. I didn't use you know, this. That's right. Went I d- to my points. I, I, I did not I get multiple know turkeys. I had 5,000 points yesterday. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, uh, Jim said that they, they often will, will shave points off of a, a, a group or they'll take points off of one atom and it's the wrong atom. And, and yeah, 
Yes, and uh, that may be a frontline problem, but but uh, but there there is a lot of phantom point loss, yeah. and he also the he, gremlins as we like to call yes. them. Yes, he also alluded to the fact, and and with with a wink, now uh, he could not confirm nor deny, but he said that uh, points were were could have been siphoned just on a normal basis. Like, oh, let's take away five. Oh, like this guy's an asshole. Yeah. No, I mean from a group. Like, oh. just, uh, let's just shave 500 from this group of people, you know. Uh, and uh, I don't like to think about that. That that seems just awful because, again, as as we have said, it doesn't cost them that much. It costs them either zero or just a little bit, you know, for a hat. Yeah. So well, why with, the, with the points, point, uh, phantom point loss, <coughs> sometimes it's a card, too, like, Seriously, if they put their player's card next to their cell phone, sometimes it gets demagnetized. Yes. When you yes. put in the machine, it'll acknowledge your name, but it'll show zero points. So when they run back to a desk, like, hooting and hollering, getting all mad, ran the face, I'm like, 99% of the time, your right. card probably got demagnetized. Because right here on my computer screen, you still have all your points. So I print up a new card. Yeah. Everything's fine. And then chaos averted. The, for the rookie players, they yeah. freak out so bad. Just take a deep breath. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, as far as hotel stays are concerned, people are generally still aware that you need to keep your 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 uh, your room key and your slot club cards away, away from, from your cell phone, yeah. away from other credit cards. Yeah, people will yes. put it right into their wallets and kill the the card. The credit card will be fine. That's the card true. won't. Yeah. And uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, being a uh, a veteran at the Venetian, uh, your room is not close to where you can redo your key. It it it, <laughs> no. it will piss you off to <laughs> no end when you're exhausted and drunk and lost all your money and then have to walk another 500 yards to get your key fixed. Nice. So keep your stuff. Or or you just realize that your key is actually for a different hotel. There you go. You're not here. You're at Harris. Stop drinking so much. <laughs> Too much That's tequila. Right. That's right. Take your there. problems elsewhere, buddy. Uh, secondly, uh, Jim brought up uh, app glitches. Now, uh, casinos are trying all different types of tech, uh, uh, mobile gambling and app-based things. And as we all know, with our apps, they all work perfectly, right? Everything's true on the internet. They our never, apps work perfectly. Yeah, they never break down. Sure. It was freeze or Sure. They're not going to hack my banking app. No. Well, the thing is with the casino apps, there, there's two problems. Number one, Mm-hmm. They don't use enough time for the beta, like a test run. They yeah. they rush it. And number two is that since they rush it, <clears throat> they try to rush it for a cheap price, so they don't really put a lot of money into maintenance or oversight. Mm-hmm. So what happened is, say the higher ups, right? They want the app for the casino. Right. They want it now mm-hmm. and quick for a cheap price, but the people that pay for it are the guests. And the employees in the front line, because we're stuck being yelled at. Right. And because the thing the is, app's we not have no control. Right. Like, we're trying to explain to them, like, right. this is the company's app. They messed up, but I can't do a thing about it. So you yelling at me doesn't help you at all. Yeah. Here's, here's the phone <coughs> number for the corporate app, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Guy. And which, which isn't necessarily good. I mean, it's good uh, for a front line people to say, um, here, here, here's somebody you can contact. But unfortunately, what that creates is a, a very negative consumer situation, and which is very common throughout all industries, you know, because it basically puts a, uh, a big sign on your chest. I don't care. Call someone who does. Somebody else's problem. Here's a quarter 
or however, <laughs> are there any payphones left, Sam? I don't know. Here's a quarter. Call somebody who cares. <laughs> uh, you know, and and uh, uh, something happened, and my wife will laugh about this. Something happened at Walmart. And we went there, and a woman comes up, uh, and the, the greeter with a yellow vest. Everybody's been to Walmart. You, you, everybody needs toilet paper at some point. So you go to Walmart. There's the greeter with the yellow vest. We had a problem. We asked her, and she said, you need to find somebody. In, in a very rude fashion, she said, you need to find somebody in a red vest. You know, and basically, oh, oh, my God. And my, my, my <laughs> wife was just lit up. You know, because basically that's saying, I don't care. It's not my job. The person in the red vest might care. I don't know. Pass you off. There might be a purple vest. I right, don't know. Right. But uh, no, I, 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 those of us who worked in the casino industry love to pass the buck because people are vicious, uh, up to and including throwing and spitting and, and, and peeing in the fountains. But I mean, people are so mean. And I can't imagine what Sam went through. I mean, they were mean to me. I was going to say, Sam, uh, what, like on average, what was like one out of 10, five out of 10? Like how many people walked up to you with a problem? rather than just wanting to have a player's card? Mm, I'd say 9 out of 10 customers. I was going to say at least over and half. That's, yeah. And that's a mixed combination of either the original employee didn't explain to him the card properly. Yeah. They either demagnetized their card, they didn't understand the situation, yeah. right. or also they just came in already pissed off and angry. Yeah. And like, you can't, you know, you, you guys know how it is. You guys can't um, be aggressive about it. So you guys just stand there and smile. Yeah, you got to take story, it. Yeah. Nod your head. Well, see, what, what the corporate <clears throat> environment did and then subsequently the tech environment that they've created, what they've done is gone against their own caveats in, in like the, the policies and procedures. They want you to, they, they love this phrase back in the day, own the problem. Uh, meaning that you know I can't help you, but I'm gonna find I'm I'm a I'll <laughs> you know, find somebody. I'll find some yeah. yeah, and but now with app based, everything is tech and everything is this and and and, and cloud based. We can't help you. We don't know. We literally exactly. can't we're, help we're you. We're not tech support. Yeah. We're not yeah. tech support. We're so not the, IT guys. Yeah, there's no owning of the problem. We have to give you a negative response, send you on your way with a with a a possible okay. solution. And how many times have you called well, tech, tech support? support? Has anybody ever called tech support? Good <laughs> and, lord! And had it not taken hours? Yeah, yeah. And you know, and you have to call the Patel brothers, and they'll work on your Slack card. Yeah. You know, and of course it's not going to work. It's it's a horrible situation in Las Vegas. Uh, and um, now, do you guys now do you, uh, has it, anybody in uh, at the table right now online gambling? Uh, used to do a little bit of poker. poker. Yeah. How about you? Uh, a little bit of poker. Yeah. A little bit of poker at fulltilt.com. Full t- yeah, oh, poor uh, full tilt. Aw. <laughs> 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 um, now, now, have you ever uh, uh, engaged in uh, the? Uh, sp- uh, you guys love sports. You love uh, football, and sure. and what? And you bet sometimes, yes. You, uh, occasionally, yeah. occasionally. Now, d- have you ever laid down on uh, on mobile apps? No, not for sports betting. No, no. And why so? Um, not super huge into it. Uh, yeah. And and if I would, I kind of like the interaction of a sports book. You, uh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm old kind of I sports book. The, I don't the atmosphere much, around it. You know. I'd be sports book guy. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, you know, I like walking up and seeing all the different sports screens and yeah. the numbers and being able to talk to somebody about oh, the odds mean, and plus you can't pass up that dollar hot dog. There that's you go. right. That's right. There you go. That's right. And you know, nowadays sports books uh, they didn't used to be like this, but nowadays you have your own little cubby. 
you know? Yeah. 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 You can be very private there. Too. Yeah. You don't have to interact with the 800 year old man, you know, screaming at the <laughs> screens. Although it's fun to watch. No, they got some really nice sports books here too. So, uh, I mean, I was gonna say really yeah, comfortable to just go and watch games. The slot club situation. Yeah. There's actually a one night mm-hmm. where our computer overheated at both stations. Uh-oh. So for the last hour of our shift, the computers, uh, couldn't work like they all manually shut down on its own nice because it was like a mob of angry zombie people so i had to spend an hour on my side of the section explaining to guests that you know we're sorry for the inconvenience but the computer doesn't work right now you know which we're trying to fix as fast as we can be like what did you guys talk about calling it i'm like in my mind i'm like no shit did you unplug it no, yeah. I didn't think about calling IT. No, I didn't think about fixing the situation <laughs> myself. Of course not. What a great idea, sir. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and go fuck myself now. Yeah, Thank right. You very yeah, much. Exactly. <laughs> and see, the, see, the problem is, is, and everybody in the service industry knows this, uh, is, is, you know, the statement, you know, I'm sorry this, I'm sorry that. We're, we're, we're not sorry. We don't, honestly, we don't care. You know, it, it's, it's, it's out of our hands at that point. You know, I, it, it's just the messenger. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, I exactly if you were in our shoes, you understand what's going on. Yeah. But since you're a tourist who's drunk beyond all recognition, you're yeah. being asked about it. It's like it doesn't help you. Like you being rude to me yeah. doesn't expedite the situation at all. Yeah. I mean, if everybody if everybody in the in the t- consumer transaction just admitted a few different things, you know, just uh, neither one of us care. Neither one of us are sorry. Both <laughs> of us admit that there, this is this wasn't a problem. This is an unavoidable problem. And, and start there. You know, I don't need to say your name three times. I'm not sorry. I don't need to, uh, you know, understand the plight of the consumer. Let's just g- get rid of all that and move on to the problem. Yeah, and if f- I can't help to you, fixing it. Yeah, if I can't help you, I'll try to find something that does. But but uh, I don't know. I, it's this world, Adam. I, I can't do it. It's a process. That's, you know, that's why we're you know both out really of the industry. Ruthless yeah. Is um, when a player passes away, like if someone was to uh, to die, right? Mm-hmm. It, it sounds weird, but like their spouse actually still come in and ask for their points. Oh, we sure. have to do a uh, death certificate transaction. So they, it's it's out of my hand, the the front guy at the players' club, but we get a manager to come down. Yeah. They verified the death certificate, and whatever points that player has can be switched over to their spouse. Well, I mean, there's still there's still value weird. to that, you know. They've they've gambled, you know, whatever x amount of money, and, yeah. and yeah. you know, if they have a hundred thousand points and that's worth a thousand dollars, you know, it's still it's yeah. still got some value. Like well, I now so, now you bring up a good question. That I mean, all I can envision are buzzards picking at a little slot card in the middle of a desert. But yeah. um, <laughs> I have a question regarding this because well, this is one thing I didn't ask Jim, but I can ask you, Sam. Uh, and how many times have we been in a consumer situation? Uh, where there is a, a poor, you know, preteen <laughs> looking at me on a computer that say, I can't, I can't change your video rental, you know, situation. I can't do this. I can't do this. Now, in my opinion, there are very few things that, that where that answer where you works. really can't, of course you can. Now, and, and slot clubs, I hear many, many times, oh, I can't do that. And he just, uh, Sam, you just described a situation where that was, that was like a pat answer in my head, like, oh, we can't do that. Well, of course you can. You can do anything. And, and, and was there anything you couldn't do with points? Like, like if I wanted this, if I wanted to change my whole life and say, okay, I want, I want all my points moved over to here, and, or I want half here and half here. 
Is there anything that, that you literally couldn't do, or is that horseshit to say that? Um, actually, you know, that's pretty true. Like, uh, best example is uh, another property from Venetian Palazzo was in uh, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So, whatever points you had in Birmingham can't transfer to Vegas and vice versa. Or also, okay. there's like uh, the heavy players from like uh, Hong Kong or Macau uh-huh. that have all their points there. They're okay. like, you know, the platinum of all platinum players. Uh-huh. When they come <laughs> out for the yearly event during um, Thanksgiving time, when right. they do that big giveaway, yeah, yeah, I remember. we try to explain to them that their points don't transfer. However, uh-huh. the loophole is that their hosts can contact the property back in Hong Kong or Macau to mm-hmm. verify it, then we can print them a platinum card right away. But the thing is, definitely, the point transfer from different properties, mm-hmm. we, we can't do that. That's out That's of our hand. no-no. One no. person that would have a say in it is definitely the host. Right. Now, now that being said, let's say you have a guy... Uh, you have all of the, uh, the, the check marks and you have the approvals of who you need. May it be a host or, or the host director. Um, and, and can you, can, can someone in the casino uh, with a high enough title say, put a thousand points on this card? Can you do that? The if you have points- the approvals, if you have the approval. You know, you're not doing it on the sly. If the president of the casino came down and said, if Rob Goldstein or Sheldon Adelson said, put 10,000 points in this card and give it to this lady, are you able to do that technically with the tech that you, with the, with the slot card computers? Uh, no. The way the system's set up at the Venetian Palazzo, a manager has to do that. No, but someone can. What I'm saying is you in general. Yeah, so, so, someone can. Okay. But it, actually, it has to physically be a manager because right. they have to type in their passcode. Okay. Like a manager has to physically come up, come upstairs from their office uh-huh. and then walk into our booth yeah. and actually type in the points and do the whole override from, from, so, uh, from so, our computer itself. Okay. So, you so have the manager a... can actually do it, but they actually type it in themselves like we don't do it at all. Okay. Okay, that was that was a big question because that kind of that kind of opens up a whole different you know mindset in, in my head and because uh, uh, that that was well, the, the biggest the point add-ons are for uh-huh. emergency purposes only. Sure. So like, if there was an inconvenient situation that mm-hmm. occurred and we had to calm a guest down, uh, a manager can put points on there, but that's only for like dire situations. I see. I'm laughing at that because that's. Obviously not what's going to go down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. And they also but, uh, they give away the points for part, like tournaments and stuff too. Sure. So, yeah. so obviously if they're giving away 10,000 points, they're going to be able to be able to right. just slap it on a card. Right. Interesting. The, another crazy part is uh, also um, people that get 86th. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for those that are listening to our podcast, don't know what that term means. 86 is uh, when you've been kicked out of casinos. Yes. But um, we do get players that are 86th. And when they come back to activate the cards, right, mm-hmm. uh, literally the screen blinks red. Like a green screen turns red. And in big bold letters, it says to call and notify security. <laughs> so <laughs> our protocol go. is that we'll tell them either there's computer issues or the printer has issues for the card. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to print up a new card. Like, I'll be right back. And and we pretend to call tech support, but we're calling security 
Nah. To come in and take care uh, of hey, you. Hey, can you come check my printer? Yeah. yeah. Paging Dr. Allcome, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. That's I cool. got that a few times. I felt so weird because I'm like, oh, man, I wouldn't be that asshole that's kicking you back out again. Right. But I have nothing to do with that dude. I'm sorry. You're getting kicked right. out again. <laughs> right. Like, you're red flag some, for a reason. Some I folks, can't help that. You know, they leave in peace. Oh, yeah. Some of them make such a scene, and you're like, Dude, just just go, just go, please. And Let then, me carry on my day. And then you know why they were eighty-six. Hmm, that's right. Hmm. Let's see. Who recently created the scene? I don't know. <laughs> OJ. <laughs> oh yeah, it was in the news uh, recently. The Cosmo. Yeah. OJ was kicked out for supposedly being too drunk. But being, being OJ. Yes. I was just I was at the, the Cosmo. Cosmo. I was at the Cosmo yesterday, oh, and uh, I yes, didn't hear about this. Yeah, they can't confirm it was an official eighty-six, but he was. Uh, he's no longer welcome. He was escorted out. Yeah, he was escorted out. But uh, have a nice night, sir. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks, guys. That was great. I uh, hope that answers your question, Dave. Let me know if it did, or if there's any further questions. I'll be glad to research that for you. And thanks, Jim, for all that intel. Uh, thank you, Sam. That was fantastic. Um, of course. Area 52, I got an interesting one, and then we will sign off. Uh, 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 true or false, gentlemen, is if you are above the Imperial Palace Hotel, in a helicopter, let's say, and you look down, does it look like a swastika? Oh, the Imperial Palace? IP. Man. Um, or did it? It's on did there, it? It's, it's, I'm, yeah. I'm going to the must-have at some point. Okay, Sam, uh, what do you think? <laughs> that actually is 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 not true. It's it, not true. It it's never false. Did. It had angles that were akin to a swastika, but it absolutely did not look like a swastika. That was a wives' tale for many many years. However, as I as I delve deeper into the story, uh, the old owner and builder of it, his name was Robert uh, Robert Ralph Engelstad. Uh, it oh. opened in nineteen seventy nine. German, uh, probably. <laughs> uh, it it opened in nineteen seventy nine. Uh, and he actually had to settle with the state Nevada State Gaming Board uh, for, uh, gosh, seven figures, I believe, mm. um, uh, and because he, it didn't look like a swastika, but inside he had two separate parties commemorating the birthday, posthumously, of course, um, uh, of Adolf Hitler with, I don't know how he acquired these, but with millions of dollars of memorabilia from the Nazi party and Adolf Hitler directly. Wow. Two different parties, and this was found out, and he, to maintain his gaming license, uh, he had to pay a fine, hmm. a, a giant Nazi fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? And, and the gaming board, you, that'll show you how, po how powerful they are. Uh, they said, you're tarnishing the city's uh, uh, reputation. I don't know if that's true. I didn't even know. I mean, I guess 19... Well, back you know, in the day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harrah's now owns the IP, and I believe mm. it's now generally, is it? It's it, portions of it are still there, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have to look up an aerial uh, picture yeah, of it because that's the link area uh, that they used it. But uh, IP used to have a uh, also had a, had one of the coolest car collections you ever saw, uh, and uh, they also had the distinction. I think I mentioned this before. They have the distinction of the only casino where you can't get out the way you came in. Oh, they nice. had one entrance to get in, and you couldn't loop around and get back out. You had to out go the through the way. casino and get out the back. It was fantastic. <laughs> that um, sounds ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> Right uh, past the gift shop. Uh, right past the gift <laughs> shop. But uh, big negative on the swastika that did not look like that. Uh, but, but the parties were real. Parties were absolutely real. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, that would have been a strange party. I, I would, like would have been that. a strange party. It'd be like like in, in Glorious Bastards, that movie. I, I, yeah. I can't imagine what it would look like. Like someone's going to show up with a bat? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, but but uh, they were lavish apparently, and millions of dollars in memorabilia, including flags and and art and and statuaries, and oh gosh, I I can't imagine that. I'll, I'll try to uh, uh, check out our blog uh, on WordPress, and I'll get as many uh, uh, links and pictures as I can for you guys to look into that. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Vegas yeah. Vegas has no boundaries. We've branched into a lot we, of things. We have gone into everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, clearly we made it through the Nazi stuff. We're going to make it through social justice. We'll make it through the bisexual Valkyrie. We're going to make it through everything. I hope so. I think we'll, so. we'll survive all the comic book changes because, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, the comic books just reflect the times as usual. You know, you're yeah, absolutely right. Truth, absolutely yeah. right. And I think... Uh, uh, I think the gentleman you mentioned earlier, Bendis, I think that uh, he could probably attest to that. He's probably seen massive changes over over yeah, every yeah, decade. I mean, he had to write see, I don't know if he, some of those if he knows big changes, changes yeah. more than his wallet, because I'm sure he's yeah. swimming in a bed of money. Oh, oh I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they had to lure him from from Disney or Marvel with yeah. a big paycheck. So absolutely, yeah, good on him. But uh, uh, connect with us again on Friday for the bonus episode, part two of my interview with uh, Chris at Faces and Aces Podcast. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on with podcasting and uh, talk about some numbers in that one. Uh, and again, check with our blog, and that's uh, thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com, or go to our website, thepodbaydoor.com, and click on that big W. Uh, uh, hit. Uh, uh, we loved all the subscriptions on YouTube. Uh, we'd like to get that one going a little bit more, so hit some likes and subscribes on that. Uh, thank you very much. We will be back for a full episode on Tuesday. Sam, Adam, thank you very much for being here again. No problem. Thanks for having us. See you, baby. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you are watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.